always just start recording and then you think about what you're gonna <laughs> just do. Just start recording, dude. Yeah. I, I can way, see it over there. Yeah, but that way, like, if you just happen to make something up and it's good on the first try, then you don't have to redo oh, it later. Well, take two then. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, well, this is uh, episode one of Uncomfortably Comfortable. My name is Raymond Hess, and honestly, uh, really excited to see where this podcast goes. This is an idea that I've had for months and months, and um, just temporarily quitting music. This is kind of be a creative outlet. Don't know how long it will last for. Maybe it'll go for years, maybe just months. Who knows? But uh, pretty much the basis of this podcast is just going to be just talking with people and about things random things it's gonna be there's not really any uh basis or direction towards it except uh the fact that you know sometimes conversations and things in the world they can be uncomfortable but you know if we talk about them we can get more comfortable so uncomfortably comfortable and if you hear any other comments during this episode uh or like any like background chatter just blame zach because he's sitting here. I don't really care if you say things, by the way. Uh, I'm just gonna leave this all in. This is just, I like how I like how informal this is. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, since it's episode one, I might as well introduce myself. Um, my name is Raymond Hess. I am currently 18. Um, and uh, man, my life has been insane. Uh, short version of my story. Uh, my mother was addicted to street drugs, pro- like, you know, in order to get money for street drugs. You know, she would sell herself into prostitution. Bada bing, bada boom. Nine months after a meetup, your boy pops out. Um, and honestly, uh, you know, I didn't really feel anything at that time because I was a little baby. But uh, as I grew up, um, I didn't know who my biological father was, and that caused a lot of seasons of depression and suicide and... So I, I've had my fair share of, you know, dark seasons and uh, and such. Um, let's see here. So everything is pretty chill. I got baptized in 2019, found God, was chill with God. Uh, then COVID hit. Um, I started to kind of just drift away from caring, I guess, about God, if that makes sense. In a, like a certain sense, in a sense, sense. Uh, yeah, I kind of just started drifting away and, um, pretty much it got to the point to where I let some guards down and I, um, started sinning and there were leaders in my life who were warning me of this sin and I just completely ignored it. And honestly, probably one of the dumber things I've done, definitely actually is probably the dumbest thing I've done. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, uh, if those leaders are listening, shout out to you, because uh, I understand you were trying to help me in that time. Uh, my apologies, also, for not listening. Um, pretty much as I was, like, yeah, drifting away from this whole uh, God thing, um, I, I was sinning, and then um, I stopped kind of sinning, and I started just trying to, like, get my life back on track, and at this point, my mental health was absolute garbage. And what I mean by that is, like, I was suicidal, and I was depressed yet again. And, um, a lot of that was just from trying to bury different things within my own life. Um, and, like, bury emotions and just bury things I've done. And to a point to where, recently, they've gotten, I was confronted about it. 
and I was confronted in a very bad way, I will say. Um, but uh, I have decided, like, in that meeting between me and four leaders, which, by the way, um, don't know if you know much about the Bible. That shouldn't have happened that way. Um, in Matthew 18, it actually uh, depicts on how you're supposed to confront a member of the church about their sin. That's a conversation for another time, though. <laughs> um, but uh, pretty much, um, I pretty much lied to these people. And um, they they think I've done something worse than what I've actually done. And uh, this has actually caused me to recently leave my church. Um, I guess forcibly leave my church as well. <laughs> I mean, it it's your choice. <laughs> well, it wasn't it wasn't my choice. But if I were to give in the choice now on whether if I were like if they were like okay, well you can start coming back, I would I would say no. Uh, just due to the fact and the way I was treated uh, throughout this, they were they did not show the love of Jesus after confronting me about this. They actually haven't even been willing to talk to me, and. Uh, yeah, and honestly, some of them might be listening to this podcast right now. Uh, just letting you know I love you, and I'm praying for you. And I know that sounds sarcastic, but I really mean it. Um, anyway, I really think that uh, this whole thing was orchestrated by God in a certain sense. Not the whole sin part, of course. Um, that was orchestrated by me, a human being who's imperfect. But I think the whole uh, journey of restoration was absolutely needed and um the way i was just kind of confronted about it really actually helped um in a certain sense it wasn't biblical and there's a lot of damage that was done because of it but god is uh taking the mistakes of myself and the mistakes of others and turning them into miracles and what i mean by that is uh since then this is probably about two and a half to three weeks ago i was confronted about this at the time of this recording and such um but I have redeveloped and restored my faith in God. And I've never honestly been as close to God as I am right now. And something, and, and it's sad for me to say that because I have placed my trust and faith in this body of the church and not God himself. And that I think is one thing that, uh, I want to start encouraging people to shy away from is not like letting the church be your faith. Um, I thought my faith was a hundred percent in God when in reality it was, uh, within the church, uh, quite a bit just cause I was volunteering there all the time. And there was also, you know, left things that I wasn't, uh, putting up guards against that I should have put up guards against. That makes sense. Uh, and all of that just kind of mixed and stirred into this pot of, uh, like just every emotion that you can think of, <laughs> honestly. And, uh, but yeah, this whole, this whole thing of, uh, just confronting that has been amazing. Cause I've discovered who I am. I've discovered that, uh, my past sin doesn't define me. And, um, I personally, I've never felt more loved which is very, very weird because for a while I've felt this love from other people uh, from this church that I was at and like I felt the love from them and they were very supportive all up until I sinned. 
and and that right there one is a red flag to me but two it also hurts quite a bit because i'm like well you guys sin as well i know i've sinned pretty badly but like we're all sinners we're all imperfect human beings and we're called to love each other and the one of the most i guess frustrating parts about all of this is that the church is supposed to be again it's the church isn't like a building it's a group of people and that church the group of people are supposed to be like doctors and nurses in a hospital for the sick and this is me i just got diagnosed with this sickness and it just got brought to my attention now i have all of this fear um and distrust and pain all just hitting me out once and as i'm trying to cry out to people to be like hey i need someone to talk to can you please talk to me they're all pushing me away and absolutely ghosting me and it it's a very painful process to go through um and it's i'm not even i'm not going to sit here and say that i'm okay with it cuz i'm holding a lot of bitterness that i'm currently trying to pray through and uh just the mixture of all of that and like the frustration that um i said one lie uh based because i was pressured with a group full of leaders all sitting around me by the way there was someone to my left uh someone two people into the front and someone to my right these are all people that i've looked up to and trusted and they were all surrounding me and not encouraging me not providing any light or hope but they were uh i'm trying to find the word um not like building up but like they were degrading that's what it was they were degrading me and um and that hurt a lot and pretty much i was put into a spot to where i i've already told the truth at this point but i was pinned against myself when uh when someone that i looked up to said all right well um now's your chance to tell the actual truth and if you if you want if you say that oh man well i've already told the truth and just don't bother and that right there it pinned me against myself and i had to hesitate after that because i was like do i stick with my own truth or do i satisfy what all these other people want to hear and at that point i was in a place to where i just wanted to try to satisfy what they wanted to hear at uh just at a risk of them thinking that i was being dishonest with them or um kind of like at a spot to where i like thought i would lose them if they thought i was being dishonest and in reality i i look back on that as kind of ironic because i was dishonest and i think just looking back on um, the thought behind an action uh sometimes doesn't outweigh the action itself um the action of me lying like it shouldn't have it shouldn't have happened i should have stuck to my own self and that um originated just from the idea of me just wanting to be a people pleaser someone who uh wanted to like just make sure everybody was happy with who i was you know and that that's that's something that um i was trying to work through in that moment and do keep in mind that this is when i'm being confronted with all this sin and um 
and my mind is absolutely racing. My heart is racing. I'm sweating. Uh, I am thinking at a million miles an hour. Um, my thoughts in that moment were in no way, shape, or form clear and thought out in any way. Um, but yeah, um, these people that I've looked up to, these, these, and I quote, Christ followers, end quote, uh, I put that in quotation mark because I honestly don't know where they are. They left me in the time when I needed them most. And I understand that they were pro- they were most likely hurt by some of the things I did. But I feel like, in a sense, that doesn't excuse... like It's been, like, what, almost three weeks after that? None of them have reached out to me at all. I literally had a conversation with a friend today, and I told him to man the F up and talk to me because I was honestly just tired of uh, these things being spread about me. And that's another thing that I found toxic is that um, it didn't stay up and with upper staff about what happened. This literally spread to what I feel like everybody I know. And uh, like, it feels like almost daily where like new people are like blocking me on Instagram. Like, well, they were told a lie. And I know that the truth will prevail in the end. But I'm honestly just trying to, in a sense, put some direction toward the truth right now and uh, try to seize a wildfire that's being spread throughout that church. And it's a very frustrating process because nobody wants to open up their mind and listen to me in any way. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, again, it's, it's just frustrating because um, I'm trying to speak the truth and i have i have everything to back up my truth i know i know what my truth is cuz i was there <laughs> um and these lies that are spreading are causing a mist of confusion and satan is the author of confusion so how it's it's all about the process of unwriting what was written in uh in that author and writing down the truth and getting that out there. And like don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not going to like sit here and say, "Oh, I didn't do anything." Cuz I that would be that that me be lying. I wouldn't be getting any restoration. I wouldn't be uh dealing with any change. You have to be truthful in order to get change, and I'm being truthful with what did happen. Um and I'm not trying to put myself out of any fault either. Um but I am definitely going to stand against when lies are being spread about me. And I feel, I feel like, like that's a pretty reasonable thing to do. Like, right, Zach? I, th- yeah. I think, yeah, I, think, I mean, I mean, like, I, I feel like, you know, um, like it's just a very reasonable thing to do. And I may have come off aggressive to my friend today. And that is, uh, just, me just putting my foot down being like okay no it's been three weeks it's almost been a month i know three weeks isn't that long of time but i know that is enough time for you to think through things and you don't need that much time to think about it and these this is a friend that i've been best friends with for six years and i have like they haven't talked to me or he hasn't talked to me him and another friend they haven't talked to me at all like no benefit of doubt in, in any sense and I don't know if someone's telling them to not talk to me from the church 
Um, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes because, and quite honestly, I didn't even know what they believed until like a week, a week or two after uh, I was confronted. And I was honestly filled with rage that this was being spread about me. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's kind of the spot where I'm in right now. I'm in this season of restoration and, uh, just kind of, it's a very interesting, weird, windy road full of a lot of emotion and really curious to see where God is going to take this. Um, I'm just kind of praying over the brokenness and, uh, that brokenness be mended and that the truth will prevail in God's time. Cause it will. Uh, I just really hope that it's before I leave <laughs> because honestly, I would hate to go down to Phoenix and still not be right with the people I care about here. Um, Oh yeah. I should probably update them on that. Yeah. So pretty much what the plan was, is work really hard here, save up money for a year, then go move down to Phoenix and get a full-time job down there. But as soon as I started praying about that, God opened up an opportunity uh, at Grand Canyon University, which is a church that I was originally, like not church, school that I was originally going to go to. Uh, but then I was feeling more called to just pour my heart into ministry at the church I was at. And um, is that recording? Yes, it is. Okay, it just was not moving at all. I, I got so distracted by the screen. <laughs> um, anywho. Oh, it's recording. It's just going slow because there's a lot of it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Makes sense, makes sense. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, back on track here. Um, so, yeah, no. Uh, but I got a random text from my admissions counselor the, the following day being like, hey, so uh, this program is open. It's a five-year, full-year program, and uh, I'd be getting, I'm going to be going there to get my undergraduate and master's in divinity to become a pastor. And a lot of lies in my head after that were like, bro, you've sinned way too much to go down a route of being a leader. And, and, and I was like, and I, I'm not even going to lie. I was starting to believe that stuff. But then God started speaking to me being like, no, man, you're forgiven. I can see your potential. I can see where I want to take you. Now let me take you there. And so, yeah, that's the update. Um, in late August of 2021, I'm going down to GCU and I will be down there for five full years because uh in order to get my master's my fifth year i have to take summer courses and just be praying for me on that one <laughs> uh i was not i was not in any way a good high school student let me just say i barely i barely squeezed by graduation uh i don't know how i graduated i i legitimately <laughs> i bamboozled the school system with that one like I, I wouldn't even, like, do stuff at school. I would, like, go to, like, vending machines and waste my money. Dude, you want to know how often I would, like, lose food there at the school from vending machines? How often? It, it was bad. It was so bad. Okay, so there was, like, this whole streak of me buying, like, a ton of vending machine food, right? Mm -hmm. 
I, in one year, lost food about five times to the vending machine. <laughs> and then I was at a I was at a basketball game, like the last basketball game of the season for uh, RHS, and mm-hmm. uh, I went and got something from the vending machine, and my skills didn't fall. And Miss McCary, uh, she's like one of the like advisors there. I look over at her, I'm like, can I please shake this machine? I just bought this and it didn't fall. And she's like, I don't care. And I shook it and it fell, and I ate the M and M's or whatever, and it was really good. Yeah, it was a little small tangent. I'm just kind of spitballing right now, just because um, pretty much that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, the future of this podcast, don't know. Just know that I'm gonna be doing some solo episodes where I just talk about random stuff. Um, let's see here. I'm also gonna be bringing in guests, and that'll be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I have already some good guests lined up. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think. iOS 15's coming out. <laughs> Welcome to Tech Link. Let's, let's start talking about tech. No, honestly, I'm really excited for iOS 15. That looks like a lot of clean, yeah. good updates are coming out. Oh, also, shout out to all the people who, one, are listening to this, and two, like, when I'm going through this whole season where a lot of allies are being thrown around, like, they actually, like, listen to me and... Like, they support me. Shout out to just, like, the Nigran family in general. And uh, my boy, Goy Del Taco, Giovanni Belsito, you two. Big old, big old, good, like, very good boulders to lean on in this time. Um, definitely God-placed people. And I'm very thankful for both parties in that sense. Speaking of parties... <laughs> Have you ever, like, what was the craziest thing that has ever happened to you at a party, Zach? Um, well, I mean, I haven't been to a lot of parties. Uh, I think the craziest thing would have to be making you chug Mountain Dew. Or not Mountain Dew. Oh, no, dude. Nah, get out of here with that. I hate Pepper. It was, that was the Uh, grossest thing, dude. No, that was, like, (laughs) the epitome of, like, pure garbage entering my... I felt the sneeze. <laughs> I felt the sneeze charge up and then just decompress. <laughs> so, that's what that's what the whole thing was. It sounded like I was wheezing. No, I I hated that. Yeah, it was like I, I had I to chug a whole too. two liter in ten minutes, and I still to this day cannot taste Dr Pepper without getting nauseous because you made me drink yeah. two liters of so no though. here's the thing i was just wearing shorts i didn't have my shirt on or anything right i was just wearing my shorts and they threatened to throw me outside when it's 13 degrees <laughs> outside and yeah. take away my phone for 45 minutes so i was just out there with nothing to do for 45 minutes Except no i wouldn't take it out there i would just be thrown outside and it honestly yeah i did it mm-hmm at what cost, though? <laughs> <laughs> what cost? At uh, what cost? So the lesson from today's podcast, don't chug. Don't chug a two-liter of Dr. Pepper. Do not soda. chug a two-liter of Dr. Pepper. Um, I think that it's been a pretty solid first episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've been recording for, what, like 20 minutes, 25 yeah, minutes? 2340. 2340. Let's shoot for, like... 25 minutes huh let's okay. shoot for that we Maybe. should record for like a few extra minutes just so we can like 
chop this up. It doesn't have to be like 25 minutes exactly, though. Yeah, I don't know if we're don't... actually gonna chop this up. I, I like how informal this is. Yeah. Just like, well, we're gonna like do some minor editing, so it doesn't sound like yeah. crap, but like, uh, and also like sometimes I get more quiet, and yeah. then we have to edit that. But um, otherwise, I like how informal this is. Like yeah. they just hear all the mistakes, and they're yeah. just on this journey with me. It's mm-hmm. a very interesting journey. Don't yeah. know when this is releasing either. Probably I could in like an hour. <laughs> yeah, I could actually drop Sigh, this today. This has been live streamed the whole time. Imagine, dude. <laughs> How would you? Actually, never mind. Yeah. I know that there's a very simple ways to live stream a yeah. podcast. Um, but yeah, no. I think this is just gonna wrap up the first episode of Uncomfortably Comfortable. Thank you guys for listening. This is gonna be a wild ride. A very wild ride. I'm going to bring in some good people. Um, the next episode, I'm going to be very excited for. Um, it's going to be featuring a great mentor that I've had in my life. And currently a mentor that I have in my life. A very, very fun character, uh, Chad Niger. And I'm really excited for that next episode. So make sure you guys are ready for that. Otherwise, I think think this is science this is this is it yeah like and subscribe like five and stars on apple Podcasts. yeah five star me on apple Podcasts. i guess i've never used apple podcasts so, <laughs> so if you're listening on apple Podcasts, uh you're different spotify you're my homies this is pretty simple um if you're on youtube man go ahead drop a comment what do you actually yeah Go ahead, like, shoot me some messages on my uh, Instagram at Raymond Hess underscore and uh, shoot me some conversation topics that you want to hear me talk about. Or, like, if you, like, know somebody who would be good to interview on here, I would love for that stuff. Especially if you're on YouTube, drop some comments as well. Different topics, different uh, culture things whatever but yeah this first one was just kind of a get to know me there's a couple of small tangents in there but i i think that i accomplished the goal of you guys getting to know me a little better so yeah thank you guys for listening not watching because this is a podcast yes it is and we're not at the recording phase like of like video yet so we'll get there one day one day one day also, anyway, Google Podcast people, do you even exist? Because like, I didn't <laughs> no. know it was a thing until yesterday. Yeah, I didn't know it was a thing until yesterday either when I was setting up my if podcast. If you exist, go over to YouTube and leave a comment that you're from Google Podcast. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> all right. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I love you all so much. I'm praying for you all. I'm praying for my enemies. If you are, li- hey, if you're one of my enemies right now and you're listening to this, and you made it this far. I love you, and I'm praying for you, especially. Um, anyways, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much, guys. Love you. Bye.